Ooh, welcome back to a spooky oh, part two. Scare me like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, John T. Um, I don't know ready. Um, welcome back to part two of the Top Year Halloween special. Yes. Uh, if if you are familiar with numbers, you will you will <laughs> <laughs> you will have noticed that two is not one. So therefore, I reckon you should probably, if you haven't listened to part one. What should you do, Max? You should definitely go back, check that out first, yes. and then come straight back to this episode and enjoy part two. Absolutely. His eye. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. From 1938 to 1980, my allotted time frame. And I've got here by the decade some of the most popular Halloween costumes and some of the most popular Halloween candies. So some of what we've been talking about might pop up again. Ooh. Mars and Milton question mark? Well, I guess we'll find out. The popular <laughs> Halloween costumes in the 30s, supposedly Mickey and Minnie Mouse were very popular huh. as costumes. That doesn't uh, sound freaky in at all. In the 40s, witches, like Max just said, I think, in the 30s and 40s. Mm. So dressing up as a little witchy with some, <laughs> I guess, the long nose and the broom sort of thing. Uh, weirdly, I don't know if this is true, but a website had it, so I'm going to run with it. In 1950s, Hawaiian dress. <laughs> so <Whoa. laughs> so scary. dancing. Um, in the 60s, we have superheroes become super popular to dress up as, oh, particularly yeah. Superman and Spider-Man, because they both, I believe we've covered, I forget the year when they first appeared. Superman was like 40-something. We definitely talked about Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 So in particular, those two. In the 70s, Charlie Brown and Peanuts. <laughs> and dress up as a peanut. <laughs> I had to include this. I don't know if it's true because I go up to 1980, so I'm including the 80s here. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Sweeping, whip out the uh, the big old handlebar moustache and oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Parker, <coughs> some fools. Well, I don't understand like Hawaiian dress as like a spooky yeah, Halloween, yeah. but you know, thought it was interesting, so I included it. Uh, yeah. Some popular Halloween candies. We might see some crossover here. In the 30s, there was a thing called the Three Musketeers candy bar, oh, which yeah. is sort of like three, kind of like now you get like the the twin pack Mars bars and stuff where they have like two bars in it. They have three different like chocolate covered candy bars in them, which are chocolate, vanilla and strawberry flavoured. Oh, oh I didn't delicious. know that. Would do, yeah. do, you know, nice. do you know who created that candy bar? Was his last name Mars? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bang. Frank wow. Mars. The son. No, the no, dad. Forest. Oh, the dad. Forest. How could I forget? Continuing the theme in the 1940s, M&M's. Sorry, to, sorry to steal it from 1941, is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so invented by the Mars family in 1941. In the 1940s, everyone was loving M&M's at Halloween. In the 1950s, there's a candy called the Atomic Fireball, <laughs> which is cinnamon flavoured. Oh, yuck. Um, and they, it says here, uh, these f- uh, fittingly titled, these fiery cinnamon flavoured orbs were created in 1954 and quickly became a favourite for adventurous children. Hold on. <laughs> orbs. Yeah. So like, orbs. I don't know, 
spherical candies, I guess. Why would you call a candy adventurous orb? children? Because orb sounds sick. <laughs> Like a wizard. Yeah. Orbs. yeah. It's like eat it at your own risk. Yeah. It's spicy. Yeah. Cinnamon challenge. It'll wreck you. Yeah, the OG cinnamon challenge. That's cool. Uh, in the 60s, we have something called a sweet art, spelled S-W-E-E, tarts. Oh. Oh. Um, nice which are sweet Which tart. featured fruity flavors such as cherry, lime, lemon, orange, and grape. In the 70s, we have something called a laffy taffy, which is kind of like a chewy stick-shaped thing i'm trying like, i had an example of what they're kind of like a, a similar example today but i forgot what it was like a but measuring tape <laughs> like another candy but sure a measuring tape yeah, yeah. Right. um oh kind of like a like a zombie chew that, that yeah. type of thing oh um, yeah oh that's so good and so by good. the time we get to the 80s skittles oh uh, where it's at nice my favorite candy i think really yeah i think i gotta agree with you they're all sour patch kids oh yeah sour patch kids if, if sour patch yeah. kids were a bit more chewy Oh, very chewy. What are you talking about? Yeah, but they're not... Chewy enough. I don't want to get into it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to cause controversy. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. There's some some popular costumes and candies for Halloween between 1938 and 1938. Mickey Mouse is questionable, I think. And Minnie. Yeah. (laughs) You dress up as Mickey Mouse and then a smaller Mickey Mouse. (laughs) 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 Sorry. But interestingly, can I just jump in on that? Absolutely. As I was saying in the 30s, this costume shop, the first costume shop established by Benjamin and Nathaniel Cooper. Apparently they got the licensing rights from Walt Disney to huh. create like Minnie and Mickey Mouse costumes. There you go. So they probably made them. Bruh. And probably made bank because yeah. they were oh. super popular. Heaps. Yeah. I saw a photo of someone in a Minnie Mouse costume and her yeah. last name was Poltergeist. <laughs> the person's last name. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty cool last name. That is a sick yeah. What have you found, Wilson? <laughs> Mickey Ma- I searched up Mickey Mouse costumes, 1930s, oh, yeah. and they are horrific. There's, there's a famous photo. I've seen that one before with two that kids is, that are just terrified. Look at oh, that. I think I've... <laughs> that is so cursed. But right. like, I remember being at like Disneyland or whatever as a young kid and being terrified. Like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Okay, like, you know, when you're at, like, horrific. theme parks or whatever and, like, the, the giant, oh like, people in costumes gosh. have, like, massive heads and they're bigger than yeah. normal human size. Yeah. I remember as a kid finding them really scary. There's a photo of me, like, hanging out with Buzz Lightyear. At, <laughs> um, it must have been at Disneyland because I went to Disneyland when I was, like, five or six and I just looked terrified. Yeah. I, I, I assume at the time, I was like, oh, Buzz Lightyear, sick. Let's go say hi to him because I love Toy Story. And then as soon as I saw him, I was like, nope. <laughs> That's freaky as. So uncanny, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I've got two notable Halloween adjacent events for this period. One of which we've talked about prior on this show in the year of, uh, it was the episode for 1953. Four? Can you think of what it, or four? Oh, um, War of the Worlds? Sausage? No, oh, War of the Worlds. Worlds. Oh. So in that in the year that we, which it was in the mid fifties, sometime that's when the movie came out. In nineteen thirty eight, on October thirtieth, Orson Welles radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, uh, was broadcast to the world. Fine. Famously, supposedly caused real panic amongst the public because listening to it on the radio, they thought it was a real broadcast and they were actually being invaded by aliens. Uh, it began at 8pm, the broadcast, and at 8.32, producer John Houseman <laughs> noticed uh, another producer 
last name Taylor, I think his first name, step out of the studio to take a telephone call in the control room, returned four minutes later, looking, quote, pale as death, as he had been ordered to immediately interrupt the War of the Worlds broadcast with an announcement of the program's fictional content. By the time the order was given, the fictional news reporter in the broadcast, played by Ray Collins, was choking on poison gas as the Martians <laughs> overwhelmed New York and the program was less than a minute away from its first scheduled break, which just so they just kept going. Um, one of the actors, like the voice actors from the broadcast, recalled sitting in like the green room after finishing his on-air performance. Quote, a few policemen trickled in, then a few more, and soon the room was full of policemen and a massive struggle was going on between the police, page boys, and CBS executives who were trying to prevent the cops from busting in and stopping the show. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> interestingly, interestingly, though, other than those like accounts from in the studio, there's not actually that much to indicate widespread like public panic. It's huh. sort of like over time has built up this mythology around it when if you look at the reports that out there actually isn't heaps to indicate that it happened but it's a cool story mm. yeah it's kind of go people thought this was real yeah wow um the other one i wanted to mention is and i'll get to this in a sec uh, one of the most famous horror movies ever made is the exorcist which came out in the 19 in 1973 which we'll get to in a sec but in 1949 the real event that supposedly uh, inspired William Peter Blatty, the author, to write The Exorcist happened, which, uh, as opposed to the film, it happened to a young boy. Regardless of what the uh, reports suggest happened, which, if you read them, are nowhere near as like crazy as you see in like <laughs> exorcism movies, um, uh, exorcisms were performed on this kid. Um, he has since his real name has been revealed. I can't remember what it is, but at the time... And as reports were, uh, there's a famous report written by Thomas B. Allen, which like accounts the, the, the story of what happened to this kid. Uh, he was known as Robbie Mannheim. Is that right? Yeah, Robbie Mannheim. Um, so priests did show up and, and perform exorcisms on this boy and it Gosh. was in the newspaper. And then William Peter Blatty read it in the newspaper and was like, that's fascinating. And originally... The Exorcist novel was going to be a non-fiction retelling Whoa. of those events, but then he discovered that it actually wasn't that exciting, <laughs> <laughs> and so wrote a fictional novel that like amplified Damn. a lot of the, the stuff wow. in it. Wow! Yeah, it's really interesting. It's crazy. Um, what else we got here? So those are those are a couple of spooky Halloween-related stories from from this period. I figured 1938 to 1980 is like you can pretty much chart the progression of horror movies. So what I thought I'd do is give you like a decade by decade brief overview of how horror movies changed and developed over that time. Okay. So like you said before, we've got Dracula and Frankenstein in the 30s and at this time is when Universal were cranking out monster movies. So Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon is like the last major one they do, which is in 1950-something, 50 54, 50s, I think. Wow. Yeah, so from like the early 1930s all the way through to the mid-1950s, they're like the major horror. No, and if you watch them now, they're not <laughs> scary. They're just kind of spooky gothic tales with monsters, basically. Um, <laughs> so like 
like we said, Frankenstein, but like they all had sequels as well. So like Son of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man Returns. There's like a whole <laughs> bunch of Invisible Man <laughs> movies. Um, there's a bunch of Dracula movies as He's well. Interestingly, and I'm going to dip back into your section, Max. Oh, yeah. Dracula from 1931. There's a Spanish language Dracula that was released the same year that they shot on the same sets what? at night while the English language production weren't working. That's wild. So they shot them like <laughs> back to back at the same time. And the Spanish one's actually really cool. Oh. It's pretty cool. Oh. Um, in the 40s, there aren't heaps of horror movies. Um, there was a war. Yeah. Obviously that overlaps horror. there. So there weren't heaps of films being made. And the ones that were, there are lots of war films. Um, some there are some good ones though. So like the uninvited is a classic ghost story, and cat people is another one that cat people. supposedly. And it's interesting if you look at it. There's some. I, I kind of feel like there's some uh, credence to this that it apparently has the first jump scare, the film oh. Cat People, and it's like a bus coming around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> um, and but Universal keep churning out monster movies, and then when you get to the fifties, like we said, War of the Worlds. Pretty much every quote-unquote scary movie is science fiction because we're out of World War II, we've used a nuclear weapon and you've got things like, so the Godzilla movies start happening out of Japan, but you've got War of the Worlds, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Thing from Another World, which got remade as The Thing, uh, Creature creature from the Black Lagoon, and The Fly, which again got remade in the 80s. Damn. Um, So lots of like alien threats and science fiction kind of related horror films in the 90s, cool. 50s. Mm. Um, stop me at any point as well if you want to pick up any of these threads. I'm just charging through. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's interesting. Then in the 1960s, uh, they change massively. Uh, Isn't that with Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, so Roman Polanski does Rosemary's Baby and Repulsion, which Fine. are two. Not many people have seen Repulsion, but it's probably just as, <laughs> if not more influential than Rosemary's Baby. Um, you've got the zombie... Genre gets invented with Night of the Living Dead in 1968. Oh, yeah, true. Great nice. movie. Um, Hitchcock releases Psycho and The Birds, which are probably two of his most famous quote-unquote horror films. The Birds has, like, the weirdest, like, zoom I've ever seen in a movie when the dude's, like, eyes been pecked out mm. and just, like, you know, and, and actually, it's, like, our video, you know, <laughs> where he's, like, zooms in, like, three times oh, to yeah. the thing. It's, like, that, but there's no sound. Yeah. We, we, did, a f- we did a first, though. We did a first, We did a first. Yeah. It wasn't Kubrick. It was us. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the aerosol's sitting right here. Oh, it's here. sitting right oh. next to us. <laughs> the killer <laughs> almost recently. <laughs> <video. laughs> the killer aerosol. <laughs> Maybe that's what's been spooking us this whole oh, time. Oh, that's what played the song on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just blew a gust of wind at it. It <laughs> smells so nice in here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you've got possibly the first quote-unquote body horror film, which is a French film called Eyes Without a Face, which is a great film that has some really freaky like face removal surgery stuff. Um, Lady in a Cage, which is a great name for a film, is like the first home invasion thriller, which oh. is like a, now a massive subgenre. Um, you've also got heaps and heaps and heaps of ghost movies. So we are talking before about the popularity of ghosts. Um, I was reading up about Ghosts in the US in like the 1940s, 1960s were just huge in popular culture. So you've got like the, the sheet oh, yeah. costumes. <laughs> but uh, famously you have uh, Jack Clayton's The Innocents, which is a adaptation of The Turn of the Screw. You have uh, Carnival of Souls, uh, The Haunting, 
Japan cranks them out as well. There's some great ghost movies like Kwaidan, Onibaba. Um, there's, a, there's a film called House. Oh, or Haosu, I watch that so bad. Which is directed, it's the only feature this guy made. It's a Japanese horror movie. The, the only other thing that he, uh, he was most well known for shooting TV advertisements in Japan, which if you know anything about what ads are like on Japanese TV, <laughs> that gives you a good idea of what this movie is like. <laughs> <laughs> the post um, is so cool. And this guy, Roger Corman, is kind of basically what, if you think of a guy like Jason Blum today with Blumhouse who just crank out like 30 movies a year, <laughs> Roger Corman directed and produced like hundreds of movies in his career and particularly in the 60s, just absolutely smashed them out. Um, and then finally we get to the 1970s, which is a big turning point in all of cinema, but particularly in horror because it's post, um, I was about to say Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson um, in the US, also uh, Vietnam War um, and also the Watergate scandals, which ended with Nixon. Did he get impeached or did he resign? I don't he remember. resigned. Resigned? <coughs> yeah. So or, if you think of movies from the 70s, they're all like super bleak and nihilistic and horror movies – the same so like the exorcist is one of the great examples 1973 adjusted for inflation the exorcist still in the top five most financially successful films of all time really like it Damn. went gangbusters <laughs> and partly because and this takes us all the way back to the 40s people didn't really know what exorcisms were so it was a novel idea at the time mm. And it kind of launched religion back into like popular culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's all these like, there's all this footage of like news anchors in like cinema lobbies talking to people as they come out of the movie, like passing out and be like, oh, it's so scary. I couldn't finish it. Like, there's ambulances. It's, it's one of the first movies where you hear those stories about like bath bags and ambulances being <laughs> at the cinema because everyone like can't take it because it's so scary, which is super interesting because you watch the movie now. And compared to what we think of as, like, scary movies today, it's pretty tame. Um, yeah, but then, so you get heaps of them in the 1970s. So The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, John Carpenter, Aliens, Suspiria, The Omen, Don't Look Now, The Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, and The Wicker Man are a bunch that are pretty famous. The Last House on the Left, like, really upsetting. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, and that takes us all the way to 1978 with Halloween, which is kind of, it more or less brings, uh, gives filmmakers the blueprint for the slasher film, which in 1980, Friday the 13th comes out, <laughs> and Sean Cunningham, the man who produced and directed Friday the 13th, openly goes, Halloween was a big success financially and, and critically people loved it, I'm just going to rip that off <laughs> and make this movie called Friday the 13th. Initially, they didn't even have an idea for the story. They just thought it was like a creepy, cool name. Um, and they churned it out for no money at all and it made a bajillion dollars. <laughs> so if, once we get to the 1980s, the slasher movie, there are literally countless movies <laughs> that are just like dude in a mask walking mm. around killing people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's kind of from 1938 with you, like classy – Universal monster movies all the way to trashy B-movies in the 80s. Um, Damn. B-movie. <laughs> that is one of the scariest. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's, I thought I'd jump on my, my, my movie, movie triv 
for, for this episode with some Thank Halloween you. stuff. Mm. Um, Sick. That's all I got. Can I now ask what's your favorite Halloween movie? Or do I have to wait for your Ooh, yeah. next one? I don't mind. <laughs> Good a time as any, I guess. I what's yours, Wilson? I was thinking about this. Oh my gosh, there's a ghost It's a spooky knock on the door. I don't watch that many. I think I only, I only watch them at Halloween. Yeah. With other people. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise, bit, bit I'm spooky. a scared boy. <laughs> <laughs> there is something really fun about watching scary movies with other people though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the original Halloween is one of my favorites. Yeah. Although, Classic. what's the Babadook? Well, like maybe last year or the year before, <laughs> yeah. which scared the pants off me. But I, I, it's, it was very memorable. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's a really good movie. So I think that's up there as well. The bubble is so scary. Yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm just looking at the hundred best, two hundred best horror movies. Apparently, oh. Us by Jordan Peele is number four. What four? Yeah, I just Alien. So strongly. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, Alien. Alien's great. Number one is Psycho. Number two is Get Out. Then number three is The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Have you seen that, Jonty? I have, yeah. I'd say mine's probably The Babadook based on yeah. Shock Factor. I like Alien. Alien's great. great. Yeah. Chinks. It's weird. Like, Alien's basically a slasher movie. Yeah. 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 It's a very, jackhammer going off in the background. Very quiet movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Invisible Man, the recent Invisible yeah, Man. I, I was really liked that. I just that. thought it was really good. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that's excellent. I like A Quiet Place too. There's one that I love. Well, that, oh, like not a quiet place too. Oh, a well, quiet place. I actually think I prefer the second right. one. Like they're both really good. That's the one where um, Killian Murphy's in, isn't that it? That is yeah. correct. Get inside. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> 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 There's one I love that not many people have seen because it kind of got released to a festival and then didn't get a wide release. It only recently got an, another like home video release is called Lake Mungo. Oh, so I good. really love that movie. It's an Australian movie. It's kind of like a, it's a, a, a faux documentary. Um, I won't spoil anything about it, but so good. if you can find it, go and watch it. It's fantastic. Mm. It's um, very spooky. And I mentioned before Carnival of Souls from the 1960s is one of my favorites as well. What about you, Wilson? I think one of my favorites is, uh, it's not really scary, but, I love it. It's Evil Dead too. It's just, it's just a great time. Mm. I Des- need to watch it. Described by director Sam Raimi as the th- the Three Stooges yeah. instead of um, pies. It's blood. blood and guts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also, a good summary. The yeah. thing is really good. The thing's great. Yeah. Again, our friend, fr- John. friend of the show, <laughs> John, John, John Carpenter. Great movie. And uh, Video Drone. Oh, a classic. Nice. Someone should record. A podcast about video. I know, games. yeah, they definitely should. Yeah, with not us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go and listen to oh. <laughs> Wilson and I talk about video. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, yeah. should right. we bring this thing home? Let's do it. I've got the finale. Oh yeah. Ooh. Eight, nine, not eighteen. Nineteen eighty-one to two thousand twenty-three. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a spooky forty-three years. <laughs> so apparently, in the United States, last year Halloween spending reached. $10.6 billion. Wait, Whoa. what? So <laughs> in Halloween, people spent that much money? Yeah, for the holiday. Far, Far out. So that's $100 per person <laughs> in the United States. Wow. That's ridiculous. Australians maybe get I, a couple of value packs of lollies <laughs> yeah. and then chuck them out. But <laughs> Maybe like a plastic like pumpkin yeah. like bowl yeah, basket thing to go on. Yeah. 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 No one does. Well, people do decorations, but 
Yeah. I feel like like in, in uh, I'm not going to dox myself, but like in the, just, <laughs> in the sub, I always just said the suburb. In the suburb that I grew up, there was always like three houses in the whole suburb that like really went for it with like cobwebs and mm. like animatronic stuff in the front yard. But like the vast majority of homes had like nothing. I mean, not to dox myself either, but <laughs> in the area I live on the street, which is like they go to the schools and they say, this is the street you trick or treat on. Mm. Really? Is that one house that has decorations all year round? The Christmas house? Yeah. Or is it just Christmas? Dude, that, what's, like Christmas street, I don't know why it's popped in my head, is crazy. Up. We're getting off track. (laughs) (laughs) That's for a couple of weeks from now. (laughs) So I've got some Halloween costume fun. So early 80s, everyone's dressing up as their favourite villain, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. Michael. Not the guy who plays Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, Chucky. Hannibal and Lecter. Ghostface. Okay. I want to dress up as That's him. That's a good selection of- Just uh, wear that bear villains. mask. <laughs> do, you, do you know who the Michael Myers mask, like who the mask is of? I saw it the other day. I it's did. William oh. Shatner. It's William yeah, Shatner. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a Star Trek mask. Yeah. They've <laughs> painted white. It's kind of funny. Yeah, who was it? Cool. I think, is that the second choice? Who was it meant to be? I thought it was like they had a clown mask and that. It was Mask. meant to be Mike Myers. Because young, Mike- <laughs> <Awesome powers. laughs> young Michael Myers as a kid in the beginning of yeah, Halloween has like clown. a clown mask on. Mm. Yeah. So, there yeah. you go. But now you can dress up as literally whatever you want. Yeah. You can mm. go as a drink bottle <laughs> or a pool ball and people would be like, dude, I'm so scared. A pool ball. <laughs> Some popular be good. costume trends of 2023 include Barbie, Ken, yeah. Mario, Spider-Man, J. Mario. Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso. Just chain smoke. <laughs> Ariel. Or why not dress up as Rihanna at this year's Super Bowl? Sorry? That's what people do. Is this from like an but article <laughs> suggesting <laughs> yeah. like costumes for this year? I feel well, like it's- yeah. Yeah. The Rihanna I feel like there are going to be so many like Ken and Barbies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Barbie. yeah. That's a good couple's costume. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big change in how people dress up. Yeah. Because yeah. now it's more the comedic factor and, wow, you pulled that off instead of, damn, oh, heebie-jeebies. Spooky. All right. So in this period, 1981 to now, there have been 12 movies within the Halloween franchise. <laughs> what? And most of them suck. Definitely the most Halloween movies or horror movies out of all the years we've talked about. And at the start, 1981, that's the release of Halloween 2, everyone's favourite Halloween movie. It is actually pretty decent. Is that H2O? No. H2O is 6. H2O, gosh, the Halloween chronology is <laughs> H2O or H20, 20 years later, is uh, a sequel to, the, to Halloween and Halloween 2. So it's the first one that Jamie Lee Curtis comes back for after the first two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And she yeah. gets and water on her and she turns into a mermaid. And it's not, <laughs> she the, turns into Michael Myers. not the only Halloween movie called Halloween 2. Yes. <laughs> but Halloween, Gosh. yeah. Halloween kills. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> but Aliens. Halloween ends. Aliens came out in 1986. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, 1984. There are so many of those movies as well. Yeah, There's like 14 of them, isn't there? Not 14, but there's oh, pretty much man. one a year from 84 through to the end of the 80s. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. And uh, Reanimator, 1985. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, I think there was a Bride of the Reanimator. And Beyond Reanimator is the yeah. third one. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Yeah. And then Wilson's favourite movie, Evil Dead 2, 1987. 
Great movie. Nice. And horror movies that are released this year, according to Google, very loose horror movie, The Nun 2, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Trash. Oh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Disney's Haunted Mansion <laughs> with Danny DeVito. That's Daniel. <laughs> and The Meg 2, The Trench. Oh, I'm desperate to, to see that. And Talk to Me, which we've seen. Yeah. Meg 2, The Trench sucks, but... That's exactly why I, I want to see it. it. It's so bad. Um, how much of a nerd I am. I have a, and it's up already, a spreadsheet with all the movies that I've seen that are like <laughs> new release movies from this year. <laughs> so The Boogeyman is another like horror movie from this year. Infinity Pool is like a body horror movie. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Um, uh, a, haunt, a Haunting in Venice. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah. a Poirot. Poirot. Which is really good. There are a bunch of them. But uh, Saw 10 came out this year. Was that good? Better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, there, there are a bunch of other horror movies. I didn't even well. bring up the Saw movies. There's like a billion of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, Too many. I've got some events that occurred on October 31st. So in 1984 was the assassination of Indian Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. Mm. Which we, we definitely have. talked about that. Yeah. 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 I was going to say friend of the show, but that might be a bit insensitive. <laughs> Uh, 1994, Venus Williams made her professional tennis debut at the age of 14. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, I don't know if she's older than Serena. Is she younger? Oh, sure. Actually, Watch the movie remember. with Will Smith and you'll find out. No. <laughs> Keep his name out of your mouth. <laughs> but Venus was born in 1980. Serena was born in 1981. Okay. I always thought Serena would have been older. Yeah. Just because she's more famous. I don't know. Didn't they play each other one for, in a match? I feel like they have recently. Yeah, like a charity thing maybe. Who knows? Um, in 2003, this is interesting, American pro surfer Bethany Hamilton had her arm bitten off mm. by a 14-feet-long tiger shark. Far out. Yeah. What, was the, what was the date? That's huge. 2003, uh. October 31st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's what the movie Soul Surf is based on. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. I think she continued surfing. I think she did. Which is cool. I have a story about that movie. I was in a previous job uh, that I had. Part of my role was to go to a, again, not to dox myself, a primary school in the area to run like lunchtime classes. And the, um, it's like kids church type vibes. And the chaplain at the school thought it'd be a great idea for the end of term to show a room full of primary school children Soul Surfer, which is rated PG, so you'd think, mm. fine. Fully, like, she, like, gets her arm bitten off by a shark yeah. on screen. And they show it. And they, they show it. And all the kids are like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> it's not very savory. Had to, like, send home apology letters and... Oh, no. Yeah, there were some traumatised children. In oh, that gosh. Yeah. That's so weird. I remember I had to sign... I had to take home a little, like, a little form to watch... James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> that movie's freaky ass. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's just <laughs> unlocked That's memory. such a good movie. Yeah. I watched it recently. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> in 2010, on the 31st of October, The Walking Dead premiered. Oh. And in 2011, yeah, an the world population reached 10 billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> 10 billion. <laughs> 7 billion. And this is all October 31st. Wow. And last year, Taylor Swift becomes the first artist in history to claim all of the top 10 slots on the Billboard Hot 100. Far out. What? So, yeah. Oh, oh okay, She's yeah, killing it. Makes sense why. Still killing it. <sighs> all right. I'm a Taylor Swift denier. Sorry about, I got a movie here. And if you don't like movies, I don't know, 
enjoy this anyway. But <laughs> I've got some info on the Blair Witch Project. Mm. Oh. So it's apparently, I still haven't seen it, but it's one of the most effective found footage movies of all time. And the film made $250 million on a $60,000 budget. Wow. Cash. So, yeah. And it's like a creepy it was real. camping story about three uh, film students and they go missing after trying to find the Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, so people legit thought it was real. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the actors had the same – you already know this. The actors had the same names, names as the characters. Yeah. So everyone who saw the movie actually thought they were dead. And the movie's marketing campaign was designed to convince the public that the footage was real using online lore and websites mm. yeah. to make oh. the Blair Witch. Wasn't this like the start of the whole like website thing? Where, like, one of the first like viral marketing yeah. campaigns. And yeah. then like Cloverfield did this, the yeah. same thing as well, which yeah. is another found footage movie. And like the actors, I don't know if you've got this on there already, but I'm jumping in, but the actors signed contracts so that they wouldn't appear in any press and basically went into hiding until the film came out. Jeez. So apparently, <laughs> so the, I, I'm assuming like what well, you just said, the, the characters are the same names. as. Mm. So Heather, the main character, she had like family members contacting her being like, are you okay? Where are you? And she's like, no, I'm fine. It's just a movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, they also handed out missing posters with, of the actors yeah. at screenings. <laughs> so, yeah, people who watched the movie had the... That's so that's good. That's cool. And when they were filming, the actors were only in contact with the crew. Well, like, they weren't in contact with the crew, but they were given messages by the crew, like, every day, this is what you're going to be doing. And they didn't know that what would happen and when the scares would be. So all the reactions are authentic. That's, mm. like, awesome. torture. Yeah, <laughs> but it was pretty effective, and I st- should probably watch it. I think it's free. It's so freaky. Mm. There's <laughs> one scene that because you never see the Blair Witch. There's one scene when they're running because like they get woken up at night by like noises, and it's all found footage, so the camera's like super shaky. Mm. The person holding the camera at the time was meant to turn around and see the witch. But it was so shaky and like tripped over and didn't quite get it. And one of the characters is like, "What the hell was that?" Like they've seen something, but it was meant to be in the movie we and never isn't, see it. Oh. which I think is better. Mm. Yeah. yeah, super interesting. Very ominous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Michael Jackson's ghost was caught on oh camera my gosh. in 2009. I was, I, was, I literally, I was thinking on the, on the way here, I was like, if he doesn't bring this up, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> so <laughs> in 2009, a news broadcast by CNN was exploring Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. And this <laughs> reached international audiences and freaked a lot of people out. And Larry King featured it on his show and it basically showed a hallway. Okay, wait. Neighbours, to like support the, the sighting, neighbours also reported that they heard his music playing in the house and him singing during the night. And... People still believe that his ghost is haunting the ranch to this day. Dude, that video scared the pants off me when I was younger. But a shape is visible in the video described to be Michael Jackson moonwalking backwards <laughs> down, <laughs> down the hallway. <laughs> moonwalking yes, makes that so yes, much less scary. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so funny. And I found this interesting. Uh, Michael Jackson actually starred in a short film Years earlier, in 1996, titled Michael Jackson's Ghosts. Oh, what? It was written really? by Stephen King. Titled Thriller. And he's 
a town mayor and there's ghosts and stuff. I didn't look much into it because I was a bit uninterested. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like it's thriller. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I think it came after the video because he wanted to do like a, he wanted Stephen to do a theatrical King. thing what? with every That's release. That's crazy. Like Stephen King was associated. It's a 40 minute short film. Mm. That's so weird. I'm going to be honest. I just watched a video of the ghost of Michael Jackson. It's so funny. And I think it's been edited. Oh, because yeah. Is it him going, <laughs> No, but it's just so it? obviously it's him like a, it's, it's on like stage a, moonwalking. Uh, yeah. They've just cropped on top of the thing. I remember I seeing watch this. I don't know if that's the real like one. A, it's a grey silhouette. It's not this, is it? Sorry, this is really not good for people listening, but I just want to make sure that I watched. Th- oh, I, I genuinely. No, it's not that. I, I remember. If you turn the sound on, you can hear. <laughs> okay. I remember, like. This is so watching. Stupid. All right. That, let's keep it audio yeah, yeah. centric. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Okay. I haven't, this is a, I looked pretty deep into this. All right, boys. <laughs> just show me a, quite a horrific photo of Michael Jackson. I mean, there's right. many. Go on, Carl. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so. <laughs> that so much worse than it was. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Carl. That's That's right. Right. Um, in 1993, we have the story of the West Memphis Three. Does oh. that ring any bells? No. No. Okay, good. So Mr. Their names were um, kept a secret because they were under 18, under 19. But Mr. Miss Kelly, Mr. Baldwin and Mr. Eccles were all arrested for the murder of three eight-year-old boys. Oh. And the cause of death was, well, it was said to be very violent. I'm not going to go into it because it's not top year appropriate. But um, there was no physical evidence at the crime scene. And people were led to believe that the only cause of this violent thing would have been a, a, a satanic, like, cult. Mm. Oh. And, yeah, um, the Memphis Three were social outcasts and one of them, Eccles, had previously been arrested for, I think he stole a car and then did some other stuff. And he wore black clothes, which was one of the main, like, pieces of evidence that they use to accuse him, which is very stupid. What, what the? But Eccles Dude, was believed. You're, you're wearing a black shirt. I know. <laughs> We're chucking you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Eccles was believed to be in a ritualistic cult and was good friends with Baldwin, one of the three. And but Baldwin didn't share the same uh, beliefs as Eccles and didn't participate in these rituals. What? <laughs> Miss Kelly, the third, uh, was led to confess, to confess to the crime after several hours of questioning and was suspected to have attended a witch's gathering with Eccles. So this guy is kind of an accessory, but mm. they've kind of just connected them because Gosh. this guy went to this thing once with Eccles. Damn. So Eccles is the main target. And this is where it gets really crazy. But the confession... Um, Mr. Miss Kelly's confession didn't match any of the crime's details, but, and there was no evidence connecting these boys to the crime besides rituals and cult stuff, and the, tr- the trial was an incredible miscarriage of justice. And after a long and highly televised court hearing, Miss Kelly and Baldwin were both sentenced to life imprisonment, and Eccles was actually sentenced to death. Whoa. And after this, there was a free... Free the West Memphis Three movement that started in 2007. And the whole time they're fighting to be um, heard in front of a judge again. 
and there was a retrial in 2010, and the three entered a plea agreement to ex- express their innocence, and they were re- released from prison after serving 18 years and 78 days. Whoa. Wow. So Eccles, was, he didn't get um, put on death row, but yeah, <laughs> it was a corrupt court case and very incompetent. And there's been a lot of, I'm sure there's been a lot of compensation. I mean, 18 years in prison to then just get released is like... And they just blamed spirits and rituals. Gosh. Whoa. Do you want to just rebrand Top Year as a true (laughs) True crime crime. podcast? This is so interesting. (laughs) So interesting. (laughs) I didn't want to get to... Yeah, of course. This is a fairly tame one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that that was... That's fascinating. Making a spin-off podcast... That happened. Called... um, uh, quick brainstorm it now Quick 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 Top murder I was going to say like something Top crime <laughs> We rank the murders <laughs> <laughs> Episode one All right. Charles Manson <laughs> And then Marilyn Manson As a jaunty <laughs> reference before yeah. Okay this is terrifying We've got the great clown panic of 2016 <gasps> Oh I remember this oh, my God. This was my HSC year I remember this so vividly <laughs> So yeah, this was a big case of mass hysteria and people were reporting attacks by people disguised as clowns, often found in strange locations such as forests, highways and under bridges. Oh, gosh. And Freaky. Um, supposedly originating in the UK, a, a man jumped out of bushes to scare people and this would reach newspapers and lead to people doing it and then social media caught on and everyone did it. But people found the clowns scary due to like childhood fears mm. and the main thing that made them scary was them being antisocial and being unresponsive <laughs> and just standing around. <laughs> I remember That's some of those scene. videos were terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Like so scary. Yeah, I'd be terrified. Yeah. Did any of you guys go looking for one? Because you know, there nope. was like there were those like clown sighting pages on Facebook would be like, there's a clown at this address. Uh, now go. And so scary. I remember on holidays early like early that year when it happened me and my brother were driving like at night and like the whole time we we're both staring at the window like don't let there be a clown <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire time. <laughs> I, like I remember like me and I just finished high school and, and the exam so I had nothing to do and me and some friends were like watching those <laughs> Facebook groups being like let's if we can find a clown and film one that'd be sick and there was one like I won't say where again not to dox myself for the third time <laughs> but like pretty close so we got in a car and drove out there <laughs> hoping to see a clown and as soon as we got out of the car we were like this was a terrible idea <laughs> i'm so scared <laughs> didn't see it yeah it's but still i reckon it's one of the weirdest so crazes weird. in mm. recent years I like any time i left the car at night yeah just like being terrified <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah and youtubers would just fake yeah videos racka racka did a bunch of them yeah. They, they made did. talk to me, and they had the Ronald McDonald yeah. guy. I feel like because like I feel like it's as much as the clown itself. I feel like masks because you yeah. can't tell what the person's thinking or feeling is probably a lot to do. But with also, some of the masks are pretty scary. Mm. Oh yeah, some of the masks are <laughs> freaky, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, in this time period as well, there's been heaps of horror games which have come out, and oh, yeah, because yeah, they wouldn't have been able to be made before. But one of them is the Slender Man meme. Yeah. <laughs> meme. <laughs> Spooky game. But originating in 2009, the Slender Man was a scary story made by Eric Knudsen. 
Oh. For a competition on an internet forum known as Something Awful. And people were led to believe that Slender Man was real as uh, Nudson edited photos of, like, black and white photos of kids and he put, like, a figure in the background. Yeah. So people thought, and he put watermarks on them, which made them look real. Oh. But the story gained traction when two girls said that they were lured into a forest in what was known as the Slender Man stabbings. So this, I think this was an actual murder, but yeah, I'm not going to yeah, get it into was. it. It was. Uh, and there was also the famous computer game and the not-so-famous 2018 movie. And the movie got pulled from theatres around the area where the stabbing occurred in 2014 in Wisconsin. Understandable. Because it was super, like, not Raw tasteful in, and like, in yeah. how it was dealing with yeah. that subject matter. It was a bit Blair Witchy because mm-hmm. just, like, the lore that they made for it and editing photos and stuff. Very similar, yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. There's also a bunch of creepypasta stuff that happened in this time. Yeah, there is. Those are so weird. But there's a lot to cover, so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, just to finish on the Slender Man thing, there's a film that came out at the end of 2020 called The Empty Man, which at first glance looks like a Slender Man ripoff, and it kind of is, but it's actually really, really cool. And the reason no one's heard of it is it's the last film that Fox released before Disney acquired Fox. So it got dumped on Disney Plus without any advertising. Oh. Um, but yeah. if you want to watch like a, a like a kind of interesting, cool, quote-unquote, Slender Man movie, The Empty Man is actually quite cool. Hmm. So there you go. Nice. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah, that, that's my, my little gap. I hope you enjoyed. I found this thoroughly this interesting. This awesome, yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. It was very spooky. We need to make the true crime podcast now. <laughs> we got interrupted by a ghost playing a song on Wilson's phone and a man and a, knocking and a on, ghost the door. on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ghost at the door. A Gosh. ghoul, if you will. Oh, it's coming to eat us. Friendly yeah. ghoul wanting to mow the lawns. <laughs> 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 Very funny. Yeah, thanks for, for joining. BFG. Thanks for joining us on this uh, this long and winding ride yeah. through um, mm. the history of Halloween. Yeah. I hope this is good. I hope people enjoy this because I loved this. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Get ready yeah. for the Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanksgiving special. These ones are fun. And not having to rank it actually is a big weight yeah. off the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a few listeners can sleep well knowing that they don't have to toss and turn about <laughs> where they rate years and things like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm, but but uh, what did we learn? Halloween happened. Spooky. And that's it. We learned a <laughs> lot. <laughs> we learned a yeah. lot. That's for sure. Oh, um, I hope this yeah gets you all in the mood for some trick or treating. Uh, hopefully, it's giving you some costume ideas, perhaps yeah, as well, mm. and get your tricks prepared. Yeah, bring them back. Get, get your screw- screwdrivers, screwdrivers ready. <laughs> get those gates <laughs> off. Get rid of those gates. But yeah, or if you don't want your gates stolen, Put lock them, them the down. Barn. Under lock and now. key. Yeah. Yeah. In the barn. Yeah, we are. Chuck us follow on the Instagram yep. at Top Your Pod. Yes, and we've please. also got a lovely email at Wilson. Topyapod at gmail.com. Bang. Yeah. Spooky. I don't know how you remember that every week. It's very impressive. It's really hard to remember. It's yeah. good. Day. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Oh, it's my episode, 1935. Yeah. So we're back to our regular yeah. scheduled programming next week. Yeah. What episode was, was this? 24? Yeah. 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 It's just a little special. We didn't even, even mention Is this going to be episode 24 or just, just a little special. bonus? A little bonus. True. That's right. We'll see. You guys will know because you'll see it on Spotify. (laughs) Or wherever you get your podcasts. Clicked on it already. Yeah. Yeah. But 
It's been so real and so spooky. It's been so, so real. Spooked. It's been unbelievably real. <laughs> so spooked. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Ooh. Ooh. Bye.